I'll tell you what, some of the coolest conversations that I've had has been over a joint. Yeah, there's something really communal about a joint. Welcome to Far North Token. This is episode 128, March 3rd, 2019, with your host, Mitt Toker. Thank you all for listening. Today's show, a little mishmash. Guests we had on tonight, sorry for those of you that were tuning in to hear Lori Callahan. I have to have fun in spite of having MS. <laughs> she was not feeling well today, and we are rescheduling for next week. Hope you feel better, Lori. We do have some things to talk about. For one, the CBD debacle in Fairbanks City. We're going to stop in at the borough assembly meeting and hear Kemp Lankford and Frank Turney testify, trying to figure out a little bit more about what's going on with CBD down there, why his ads on buses cannot be run. Also, Vivian Stiver, you know, she's going to be um, looked at. She's put up by the governor to be confirmed as the next seat on the cannabis control board. This is not good. And it's been put in there maybe just as a misdirection for everything with Governor Dunleavy. He's just going to take it all away anyway, right? He's going to disband the boards. So it might be all for naught anyway. Is it worth fighting Vivian Stiver? Yeah, prohibitionist. How's it going to happen? 60 seats in the state legislature. There are 36 Republicans. If it's voted just on party lines, you need 31 to confirm Vivian Stiver. 36 Republicans. Are there six Republicans out there and then the whole, all Democrats and then nonpartisan going to go against her? I don't see it. Going to have to learn to work with Miss Stiver. She seems open. She's talking a good talk now. Let's hope that continues if she is confirmed. There's another meeting this week, I believe Thursday. Call in. Give your testimony. Let's do it again, guys. You did very well last time. Something I worry about with Vivian. She's been called prohibitionist. By myself. We have seen what prohibitionists do. To alcohol. Cannabis. Does history repeat itself? Does it rhyme? I want to share with you something from Ken Burns. I had the wonderful opportunity to hear him speak a few summers ago. Here's what he talks about rhyming history and human nature. When people talk about history, it's often a dry and dull subject. We know that is not true. But we also hear people saying that history repeats itself, which I don't think is true. And we often say that we are condemned to repeat what we don't remember, which is a wonderful, even poetic phrase. But I don't think that's true either. You know, Mark Twain, uh, perhaps one of our greatest writers, uh, said, uh, is supposed to have said, that history doesn't repeat itself but it rhymes. I've spent my entire professional life trying to hear those rhymes and try to sing them back, to recite them back uh, to you all. I think the real key to it goes much farther back, to the Old Testament, to Ecclesiastes. What has been will be again. What has been done will be done again. There is nothing new under the sun. Which means that history doesn't repeat itself. It certainly rhymes and we can look for the patterns and the themes and the motifs that come and reoccur. But it means that human nature never changes. That that human nature superimposes itself over the seemingly random chaos of events. 
and we begin to perceive those patterns. Hello. Aurora Apothecary CBD Superstore located downtown Fairbanks. Aurora Apothecary CBD Superstore, located downtown Fairbanks, provides families, people, and pets with a wide variety of products from Mother Nature. We carry brands like Renew, Green Roads, Creating Better Days, CBD Plus Oil, and Select. Aurora Apothecary, 2nd Avenue, Fairbanks, Monday through Saturday, 11 a.m. to 7 p.m., 456-HEMP. That's 456-4367. Aurora Apothecary, your CBD Superstore for pets and people. Have a wonderful day. Yeah, Frank Turney. I'm here to uh, speak on the CBD uh, Superstore owner, uh, Kemp for Hemp, Langford, sitting here next to me. I see that the uh, Borough government uh, removed these paid ads from the Borough buses. You know, since the uh, feds uh, subsidized the bus, and one of your directors, whoever that stated in the paper, that there's no proof that CBD uh, medicinal hemp works. <laughs> I don't know. It sounds like he's getting his information. Maybe with the, the queen of the reefer madness, Vivian Stiver, uh, 50 states have already authorized the sale of CBD oil. And here in, uh, in the state of Alaska also, that has proven that it is one of the number one natural product supplements for health. I'm just curious, what if the buses were not subsidized by the feds? Would this make a difference? And I have been uh, taking hemp hearts, and I believe uh, Mr. Langford is going to have those in soon, for around five years now. And that's omega-3 protein. Uh, it's not psychoactive. You cannot get high. I remember Lloyd Hillegal, who was first, the first uh, industrial hemp resolution to get this thing started. We had to educate a lot of people that the hemp is completely different than the cannabis smoking. I uh, eat it naturally, the hemp seeds, and also I use it with uh, hemp oatmeal and, and other foods. I just hope that uh, the bull can uh, rectify this wrong and put Mr. Uh, Kemp for hemp long for his ads back on the bus. So I don't know what the bull government can do, but I'd sure like to know where this director got his information when a quote in the paper didn't say his name, whoever made that quote. I don't believe he's a pharmacologist. I'm not either. But I think that the hemp. Hemp-derived CBD 101 oil has been proven. Anyway, thank you. Thanks, Mr. Turney. Yes, Kemp Langford, L-E-N-K-F-O-R-D. Uh, first of all, I'd like to apologize for any embarrassment that I might have caused the borough. I um, thought that I vetted uh, the ads very uh, properly, and I had a lot of thought to it. I felt like they were very wholesome. I was very conscious about what I wanted on the bus advertisement. They ran for a total of three months, I believe, and, and just all of a sudden uh, abruptly uh, come to his, uh, a halt, I guess. Yes, and I would like an explanation on that. I believe I still haven't had a uh, explanation at all. That is it. Thank you. All right. Thank you, Mr. Langford. Let's see if there's questions. Mr. Lejewski. I was curious if you happen to know, and if I can ask a technical question, if you don't, the same one to Mr. Williams, but are tobacco and alcohol ads allowed on the borough buses? I don't know if you've seen any. I haven't read the bus for um, years. So I, don't know I really can't. Know comment on tobacco or alcohol I, I wouldn't be able to know that but cbd is not a uh or, or hemp oil is not a uh, tobacco or an alcohol or even a uh, cannabis type feature mr williams or miss dolan do you have a 
answer the technical question. So the reason why the ad was removed was um, our contract. I believe you're the owner of the company that um, has the contract with us? Uh, yes, I believe I had a, a year or either two-year long contract. That is correct, sir. So that contract has language in it that says we will not advertise anything that's illegal. So um, CBD oil are, is uh, being sold throughout the state of Alaska right now, and it's in the unregulated, untested status, and it's currently not authorized for sale inside the state of Alaska. So I talked to Mayor Ward about this um, this afternoon, and as soon as that issue is resolved, we might be ready to go back to your advertisement. So I can, ta I can follow up with you on the break. Uh, yes, Council. I would uh, like to see any type proof of your findings, or uh, you say it's illegal. I'm, I'm kind of misunderstood with your direction. And Mr. Langford, we're gonna we'll probably end up taking a break here in about okay. 20 minutes. So if you can stick around, oh, absolutely, and have a conversation with Mr. Williams yes. at that point, that would be helpful. Absolutely. Thank you. Let's see if there are other questions for you. <coughs> yes, Ms. Dolan. Just to go back to the question that was asked, our policy does prohibit tobacco or alcohol ads. I'm confused. Thank you. Hey, good doers of Alaska. Tom here with Good Cannabis. Just wanted to give you a quick update on our sales this week. Sunday, March 3rd, $27, all good coconut oil. That's 50 milligrams of infused coconut oil. Monday, March 4th, $27, all 2 grams good flour. Tuesday, March 5th, 30% off all good concentrates. That's wax shatter, batter, and crumble. Wednesday, March 6th, $45, all half gram good vape cartridges. Sale you've all been waiting for. Thursday, March 7th, $150 half ounces. Friday, March 8th, $45 all good eighths. Saturday, March 9th, $12 one gram king rolls. Sunday, March 10th, $35 all 10 pack good gummies. That's 50 milligrams infused THC. As always, we'd like to thank Midtoker and look forward to seeing you down at the shop this week. Be good, Alaska. And far north tokers would like to thank Good Cannabis for sponsoring the podcast. Friday and Saturday, 10 to 11. Sunday through Thursday, 10 to 10, 356 Old Steese Highway, Fairbanks, Alaska, 907-452-5463. Good cannabis. Here's token. Marijuana has intoxicating effects and may be habit-forming and addictive. Marijuana impairs concentration, coordination, and judgment. Do not operate a vehicle or machinery under its influence. There are health risks associated with the consumption of marijuana. For use only by adults 21 and older, keep out of the reach of children. Marijuana should not be used by women who are pregnant or breastfeeding. Doughboy's story of Mr. Rock and Roll losing his first pipe to now Chief Juice. This store that I was working at back when I was 16 is when I got the name of Doughboy. Was actually one of the head shops and I was selling pipes. And because of my size, whether I sold the pipes or not, I, they sold other stuff in the store too. That's how I was able to do it, was there was always somebody else working, so I didn't technically sell the pipes. Other people did. Like being 18, had to be 18? Is that what it was, or even older than that? You had to be 19. And this is the last to buy tobacco products. 
right? Because it was the water pipes. Yeah. That bolt, that that fun time of uh. Yep. I remember first buying a bong, and if you they said, were really a, they were really. If you crazy. said bong, we kicked you out. I, I remember that being in my own town. There was some hard times. Uh, I mean, there was no like. Do you think it was somebody one morning, and if they said it again, we'd tell them, "All right, you got to go." Would people? There had to be people that just fucked up. Well, like I said, we'd give them one morning. I know, but still, they probably still fucked up. Well, then they were right. out for the day, or at least for a few hours. <laughs> they had to leave the store right there. Oh, no. God, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> I just fucking told you. <laughs> you got to at least go down the road, around the corner, and then come back. You know, give me time to go get Forget high you. again. <laughs> I know. Oh, yeah. There's. I've gone into... A few head shops in my life looking for weed because I like when I've been like a tourist in different places, and I've never been successful, it, which it I was, shouldn't be. But it was fun working in a head shop because people would bring in different stuff and be like, I'll "Give you this if you knock five bucks off." Oh hell yeah! And you guys had some room to play. Oh yeah, I mean, I had a back that did then, that too. I was surprised it happened. You pulled it out. And, well, no, back then. There was no prices on anything. Like, you walk into the, the store. I think I remember buying a pipe like that there. And there was, like, you had to ask what the price was, and then we told you. And honestly, it depended on who you were and... No, right. How you looked. How you looked and the impre- how often you came on what price you got told. Did you get a... Uh, I mean, we had a base. What, did you get a bonus? No. Well, then what's the, what was the incentive to sell? Just bragging rights? Just to... Make more money that day for the shop? Yeah. Yeah, the shop owner should have definitely given you guys yep. bonuses based he on... He should have, but we got our perks. You know, we got... Right, like, you got the weed. Right. Mm, yeah, no kidding. And, a, and being young like that, to me, that was a bonus. I mean... Yeah. He still made his money and I got something out of it. Woohoo. <laughs> you're not thinking that. You don't think that way when you're 16, 17, 18. Oh, I was. Well, that he was making money off you or that you were just selling extra money and he was making oh, money? Oh, I knew he was making money. I told him how to make more money. Oh, right. When I was 16 and he was the owner of the company. Without me, he might not have gone. What was your suggestion? Well, prices were all... Wonky. Wonky. So <laughs> you needed to be able to have more of a set control. Just put them high to start with, and then you can always lower. Yeah. If you set them low, no- you can't raise the price. That's simple sales economics. Yeah, right. I mean, hey, change my mind. It's now 25. <laughs> if the price says... 40 bucks for a pipe or a bong and somebody's really cute and has a gram and they're saying, can I get this for 25 bucks? And you have to get $20 for it, bottom line for the store to make their money. Yeah, but- no problem. Easy. <laughs> <laughs> Is that when you started collecting pipes when you're working there? Yep. Did you have a lot of pipes prior to working there? No. Any? I had some. 
I mean, many? I was already a collect. I mean, okay. So you've had how many do you think you owned when you started working there? Oh, it was so long ago. Did you work there because it was a a pipe store? Yeah, and the dwells of being able to say I worked at a pipe store and mm-hmm. I wasn't old enough. Hell yeah, you just love pipes. <laughs> do you remember your first pipe? Mm, it was a homemade ghetto thing. Like you made it. A buddy of mine. Wood school. was it the like, metal ones? It was a plastic round ball with this metal stem going down with this funny metal bowl and a rubber tube coming off with a little oh. hole drilled in. That was your first experience with getting a pee or that was your own? That was my own. Did you buy it from him? No. He just made it for you? Yeah. And you probably, did you think, I what st- the hell is this? I still have him on Facebook as a friend to this day. Did you love that ball that he made for you? For a long, long time, I did. I was actually quite sad when it got broken. How to break? Just split? It was plastic yeah. and old. Yep, exactly. I mean, I even tried to tape it back together. Uh, <laughs> oh, so you do you remember that moment when you go from shit pipes to glass? Oh, yeah. Glass is just so nice, isn't it? For a long time, I I preferred metal. Actually, I mean, preferred when I was younger. Why? Just being a kid, punk. I was afraid of the glass just breaking so quick. It was a waste to me. Oh, like dropping your pipe doing a lot of shit. Yeah, I was. I mean, had you had them break? Sixteen, I was three hundred pounds. I was big. I was the size I pretty much am now. At sixteen, did you have them break at that point? So you just sit on them and mess with them. I had. One, I mean, like, when I started working there is when I actually got my first glass pipe. And mm. my first... you got a discount, probably? He actually kind of gave it to me. Ah, cool. We smoked out of it in the shop, and then he was like, oh, here, we can't sell it, and I don't want it, because he wanted to smoke that day at the end of... I mean, we closed the shop at midnight, and we smoked inside afterwards. Mm-hmm. He never kept the shit. <laughs> so, <laughs> Did like, you get a lot of pipes that way? I got some. Just from him, just the end of the night, his throwaways, kind of? Yeah. I mean, they weren't... Were wine dons. Yeah, they weren't big or expensive pieces. They were small, cheap things, but... Tools at the time. Yeah. Then when I was, let's see, about 19, I had a house... Living in North Pole, somebody decided to break into it. And that night, I had a cigar box filled with, I mean, carefully placed in there like a Tetris pattern, filled cigar box with at least 50 metal pipes in it, mm. chamber, every, and it got stolen. Someone you think knew about it? Oh, I know Isn't exactly it? who did it. Uh. Fairbanks, Alaska is too small. Was for, there ever retribution? You know what? I believe in karma. Karma's a good person. I, I believe like that, that everybody will get theirs in their own, and I don't necessarily have to re- retaliate on my own <laughs> to seek justice. They were, they were all metal. But they were your first, and they were set up in a certain art pattern. Well, 
it was intention behind your. It's here and there. There. It, I mean, I've lost a lot of stuff. Did you try to replace it? Have you seen my collection now? Well, that specific thing. Yes, I have seen pieces. Yeah, I've seen. I got an awesome picture of your uh, metal <laughs> metal collection. So I mean, I never could replace all of the metal pieces, and I never wanted to. But I definitely just get it going again. And just... Replaced some of the metal, and when I lost that fifty pipes, that that wasn't even all of my pipes. There was some other someplace. Oh yeah, just your show pieces. No, that was art. just like my main storage box. Oh, I had like four or five pipe, metal pipes on me <laughs> when I was that night with me. <laughs> Dab Lab AK, winner of Cannabis Classic 2017, Alaska's best glass shop. And there's no doubt as to why. High quality, American-made glass, none of this cheap import stuff. With the best CBD and accessories available on the market, all in a comfortable, professional setting at competitive prices. Support local, College Road, Fairbanks. I'm going to let my buddy Alaska Red tell you. For the highest quality glass that you're going to find in Alaska, head on down to my buddy's shop, Dab Lab AK, 3410 College Road. That's Dab Lab AK, 3410 College Road, Fairbanks, Alaska. 10 to 9, Sunday through Thursday, open till 11, Friday to Saturday. For all your cannabis accessory needs, Dab Lab AK. Backtrack provided by Alaska Red, Lyrical Sticker. Would you walk around with them loaded? Oh, yeah. And I would think if, you, if you're walking around with that many pipes, they would probably just be loaded. And out of all the times through my entire life of smoking, I've only lost two pipes to law enforcement. Mm. And both of them were before. Mm. I mean, one never had any repercussions. Another one was when I was minor and went through, like, child court bond I mean like I did some community service mm -hmm. slap on property that <laughs> just lost your um yeah your, your pipe yeah and believe it or not the glass pipe that I lost my first one that I lost to law enforcement is probably the saddest one I've ever lost your favorite pipe or something oh yeah still to this day I mean I dream about it what was it it was a pipe almost like this, standard spoon glass pipe, but on the front of it, it had a lion's face with mane, mouth open, teeth. What color? It was color changing. As you smoked through it, the entire face of the lion and mane changed colors from a clear to purple, blue. And you've never found that again? You've looked, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. Have you found something similar? Nope. Like I said, still to this day, I, I dream about it. Oh, no. And, and the reason why is because... <laughs> How, you dream about just having the pipe or losing it, like the moments or... Both. Sort of I can tell you vividly how, where it happened, every, who took... Yeah, what, it, I mean, yeah, what happened? What was it, How did you get your favorite pipe taken? It was... We were down... Me and my little sister, who, who I consider my little sister, she picked me up from where I was working at the head shop, and I told her to go to my mom's, and we'll just sit 
in the driveway and smoke. My mom was okay with it. You know, she was like, oh no, she's home, she's home. Be all weird and everything about us just pulling up and leaving. I'm like, no, it be okay. Well, she didn't want to go. So we went to this kind of whole, like, turnaround where there was a church area. It's off of 28th down by the highway where there's now houses and stuff right by Lathrop Street. And we were sitting down there smoking and she had a half ounce and she was going to trade a quarter of it to my coworker for this really cool glass piece he had. You guys are trading for pieces that way too already. Oh yeah. We're sitting there and I got it bite it up and we're smoking and all of a sudden FPD comes pulling down. Into your driveway? No, we went in our driveway. She didn't want to come to my driveway. Uh, she went to the turnaround thing. So she, before I could even say anything, she starts driving. That way it's suspicion. So then we turn and get on 23rd. And as soon as we get on 23rd, he pulls us over and it's Officer Jerks. No. How do you Jerkson? That. I can't pronounce his name. He's now the. Uh, Jukes? Yeah, Jukes. Huh? Is who took my pipe. Ah! That's funny. And. Years later, my who was with me, my adopted sister, the pipe was never like the pipe that. Well, how did you? What happened? You get pulled over. He, and standard. Um, you guys been smoking? Or? Oh yeah, they knew. I mean, the car reek. Okay. I mean, it reek. Okay. There was. I mean, like I have this big old radio because I was to talk to the, my coworker. So they're like, "What the hell is this?" I got. Knives on me. I got handcuffs on me. They're like, what the? 300-pound big dude. Radio handcuffs, knives. They're like, luckily for me, I had taken the... I had previous that day, had a holster for a gun on my side and had taken that off. Did they? So what did they confiscate from you? They, From me, they got my glass pipe and... Less than a gram is how much I had on me. <laughs> glass pipe. And less I had than like crumbs. And, and they, but they took your pipe, yeah. took your little pot, yeah, and you just never got that back. When we went to child court, you know, of course, at first I denied it. They, what do you mean denied it? You know that we were smoking and everything. It, they ended up pulling us out and searching us and. They found it. They found her, which was now in two separate bags. Then they searched the rest of the car. And we're sitting on 23rd Avenue, like right past the four-way to go up to the hospital. So we're like on Front Street Avenue for everybody driving past, right? And they got us standing out there. They pull more car, bring more cars down. Is it cold? No, it was summertime. That's good. <laughs> yes and no. They don't search your vehicle as much in the winter. 
That's true. Make it go faster. <laughs> but you said you had it on you, right? Well, f- for mine. Oh. Okay. So she didn't ha- have hers on her. So they searched the car to find hers. Did they find anything else? Just her? Just oh, well, that's when they found that, the handcuffs. And, hold on. Hold uh, on. No, they found the handcuffs and everything on me. Okay. When they were searching her car, they proceeded to... Okay, now I'm really getting this. Because I'm trying to roll joints and take pictures. and So, we've got... You left your place to left, meet in a car. Left work. Left work. Instead of... But you were going... There was some safe place, wasn't there? Yeah, my mom's. So you were gonna, you were supposed to meet there. You said, "Let's no, go there." I, I told her to go to my mom's, and she told me no. She'll meet you somewhere else. We were riding together. We we're in the same car. Okay. Like, but then you said she searched her car. So how'd you guys get in her car? That's the car we took. Okay. She, she came. I was at work. She came and picked me up in her car to go smoke and divide up pot. Gotcha. So she could trade pot for. A cool glass piece from a coworker, and you had all that stuff on you. It, well, it, her pot was in her car, just hidden somewhere in the glove box. <sighs> Standard, huh? <laughs> half of it was in the glove box, and half of it was under her seat, wrapped up like bagged. Yeah, in a just standard Ziploc baggie. Okay. Okay, so they're searching. They've got you outside. They've they got, got her outside. Yep. They found they, they've handcuffs. Already, they've already patted me down, found handcuffs, knife, few knives, found a big old radio, found a glass pipe, and like a couple little containers with crumbs in it. Like when they weighed it all up, it was less than a gram. It was like 0.59 or something like that. Did they search her outside? Yep. Do they find anything on her then? Nope. And then they say, can we search your car? Well, they say either we need consent to search the car or we're impounding it because we believe that there's more in there. Uh Uh-huh. More pot. Right. We both know there's more pot in there, and it's actually her dad's car. Okay. Right. She's the same age. We're standing there on 23rd Avenue. This is happening. You're getting hit. You're getting searched. Then she gets searched and they go to the car. We're going to take a pause for a quick commercial break with Far North Tokers. We'll be right back. Chena Cannabis, North Pole Cannabis Dispensary, 1725 Richardson Highway, between North Pole and Fairbanks, right before the Badger Road exit. You're going to love this place. Convenient access right off the highway. Special in-house strains, fine flower strains, chocolate, sourdough, blue kush, big smooth, purple OG kush, fruity pebbles, mmm, concentrates by good cannabis, good titrations, edibles by AK Frost, and the good cannabis gummies. Head on over to Chena Cannabis. Check out the full menu on leafly.com. Open Monday through Friday, 10 a.m. to 9 p.m. Sunday, noon till 6. You don't have to drive all the way to Fairbanks for your cannabis needs. Save your time. Get your quality cannabis at Chena Cannabis. 
your North Pole Cannabis Dispensary, Chena Cannabis. Marijuana has intoxicating effects and may be habit-forming and addictive. Marijuana impairs concentration, coordination, and judgment. Do not operate a vehicle or machinery under its influence. There are health risks associated with consumption of marijuana. For use only by adults 21 and older, keep out of the reach of children. Marijuana should not be used by women who are pregnant or breastfeeding. our pause, we are back with Far North Tofus with Mid and Doughboy. We are sitting outside the car. You're sitting outside the car. Standing outside the Standing car. Standing outside the car with your friend, your your sister. I consider her my sister. And Eric Jukes <laughs> is going through your car. Is it is it just by himself? No, he's already called for... Backup? Yep. So he was by himself, and then he brings another car right. with another FPD in it? Right. Okay. We are about the part where they're, they everyone knows that there's more pot in the car. Oh, yeah. It's not her car. It's her dad's car. Yep. And then what happens? You're like, uh, I guess they just search it, right? They don't ask you if you can. Well, they ask if they can search the car. She knows it's there. She gives consent. All right, they find it. It's only half ounce. They only, they did find one of them. Well, no, they found that it was, was the total. That was the total. Okay, then they start searching the rest of the car, and that's all we knew about. Oh shit! Come to find out, my friend at the time that was going out with her. We're both smoking our own joint, so no one has to bogart anything. That's normally me. Had a homemade bong in the trunk that he found. We <laughs> had no clue of this. Thank you, <laughs> Lucky Stars. What we didn't know and what they did not find, and what I don't even know how or why or anything else of the nature. I don't want to know. I don't care, really. Her dad from what I was told later down the road, had over a pound in the trunk, and they moved it. Just then? Like prior? When they were searching the trunk and found the bong, they moved over a pound of weed that her dad had in there, and they didn't find it, but they found the bong. What was it in? Like I said, I don't even know. Funny. But the pot that she had was from her dad. It all would have leaked back and to the same thing. It her dad drove past us in his work car while we were standing there. Shit bricks, too, I bet. He was... I can just say that if looks could kill, we both would have been dead on the spot. Because at that time, we had a chief of police that is no longer with us that everybody knows was... a dirty cop and left for that reason and from what I was told her dad and his growing partner were that was the head of the police's hookup oh shit (laughs) so there might have been a reason why they didn't find his pot might have had some symbol on it (laughs) stay out I have no clue I could say I don't know. I don't want to know. I don't. 
what I got charged with was less than a gram, and what was on the report was a metal pipe, not my glass pipe. Yeah. You just did a head turn of what did you just say? Yes. Do you think it's just a mistake? No. Why would they write a glass why wouldn't they write a glass pipe? From what I was told, he liked it so much that he kept it for himself. Mr. Jukes? That's what I was heard through great vines of Fairbanks Alaska. That's the lion head? That's funny. It wouldn't I have no clue if it's true or not. It would not be hard to call up Mr. Jukes and ask him for an interview about this very specific story. Because he probably... Would deny it? Yeah. But if I wouldn't... We wouldn't have to talk about that part of the story until later. Because of all the people that he picked up, your situation probably stands out a little bit. You know, knives, handcuff, pick a lady, you know, they know there's more pot in there. It's, it's a little different. Big dude. Oh, and they knew where I was, where I worked. Oh, so they knew you were... So, yeah, they... And then, if especially if he left there's with no, the pipe... There's no doubt about FPD knew that I worked at a head shop and that I was not old enough. <laughs> what, what do you, what's the point? What do you, what, just they just, just knew and they just... They just knew. Didn't, didn't mess with it. When they questioned it and everything, and there was always somebody there that was older than... Oh, that could be selling pipes. Right. So you could be doing some stocking shelves. Or I was watching the rest of the store. The door. Selling knives, selling t-shirts, selling all kinds of random First stuff. One? So they ended up letting us go without arresting us that day. Told us that nothing would happen, and then we received in the mail... A letter saying go to youth court. And we both got about 20 hours community service. And it was dropped off of our record. That roll it too tight? Keeps going on? Nope. Just talking? Yep. Good. So? So after I lost... Well, what happened with that? The, the police report said a uh, metal pipe, and you just guys just got off on it? You have, I did 20 hours of cleaning. That so was your kid court? Yeah. <clears throat> and it was dropped, and that was the end of it. And a little more with Karen and Bub from Alaskan Blooms. Have you guys all been down there this week? Grand opening Friday morning? Oh. Gotta love opening at 8, close at 12, Alaskan Blooms. Do you think we're going to lose flour altogether? No. In 10 years? No. I think we'll always I know. Uh, yeah. No way, man. Something about it. I, I have theorized that it's going to happen. I kind of you think, think it so. Like, you're, in, you're in the game. Yeah, I, I, I don't think so because I, I think that there are so many people. I'll tell you what, some of the coolest conversations that I've had has been over a joint. Yeah. I'm There's trying. something really communal about like, a joint. Yeah. Are the younger generation doing it? Yeah. 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 Oh yeah. yeah. You know, for, for me, it was like, actually, I hope it's always here. I'm hoping. Flying. I think it, it's communal. Flying. I mean, it's, it, it really, it's like a peace pipe, you know, it's, it's just, it's got that vibe, you know, 
dab you really want to get to know somebody, dab them out, right? Well, that's different. I mean, no, you smoke it. Where's that joint you up earlier? <laughs> <laughs> Where'd that go? You smoked a, you, you know what I mean? I gotta smoke put a, that I gotta and put a, nobody a, noticed. A band on there, but you gotta, you know, it's it's in doing. That's how you like really. That's again in that smoking in the crowd, right? Lately, we passed the dab rig around. But there's something about a joint, right? Mm-hmm. I remember way back, yes, way back. I'm gonna say way back when was it two years ago? Remember? That's what I'm saying. Things are going so fast. It's yeah. true. Like I, I, I'm not sure if we'll see flour in the same way. It's all. It'll all go to concentrate. No, yeah, here's what I think. Here's what I think. I don't think so. Here's, here's my not. here's my prediction. So. This is what my prediction of the market will be. Is I think that flour. Will be really good flour, the the creme of the creme, and then everything else will be concentrated edibles, juice, drinks. See, I uh, I kind of I feel a little because bit flour is never going to go away. But what you're going to see go away is that low that lower you know like everybody says mids right. Mm-hmm. You're going to see them go away. You know, see, you're I, see that I, going I to the concentrate. So. Because I think we're going to see a resurgence of it, just think, like we did like. Bell bottoms and platforms and peace signs. <laughs> People are going to want to go back. You, you think it's going to go away back that I start to bricks? No, it's not going to be well Mexican wheel well pot. pot. No, no, no. We're not going back. This is for Mexican. old times. I don't think we're going to go back to Mexican wheel well pot. But I do think that we're going to have kind of a renaissance of, and it's really going to be more in line of a revisit to different qualities of weed that aren't about being super high THC, super potent, super concentrate, super dab. I think we're going to get back to to a to a kind of because it doesn't it doesn't cost um, to it to more to, a, to to cultivate a higher THC strain, right? No, no, you just so have to know your strain and how it wants to be handled. That's where we're just getting factored out. It just. It, Business sense, or it makes sense to not grow those low ones. I do. Yeah, that's absolutely. All it is, is, yeah. But I don't think that it's going to sustain. I think we're going to have a renaissance of a variety. That there's other things other than THC. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. You know, yeah, I, <laughs> there are people who still, love to drive their economy car, and there are other people who go fuck that well, shit. I'm going to drive my eight mile a gallon. Why are you putting on my truck? No. <laughs> well, <laughs> right. Oh, my, you know, my, my no, no, vintage no, whatever. That's, and, that's the same you know, thing I mean, is, it's is just, the, there's going to be the, people who choose it. The creme of the creme doesn't have to be a 28 percenter. It might be, but there also might be a 14 percenter or a 12 percenter that is still, you know, there's room with for a 6 percent terpene or something or a 7 percent terpene that's... Hey, this is the flavor that somebody really likes, and and does it make know? sense that does is my math right when I think if you have a thirty percent string and a fifteen percent string, mm-hmm. is it just two hits of a fifteen percent strain to get you to a thirty percent hit? Man, I'm, oh god, that's I so smoked whole joints at thirty percent and didn't you know I stick yeah. It's just I, not, that's did you smoke got, more. I think that's super personal. I mean, you would think so. I think it's right? on the strain. I think that if it's thirty percent, you should have to smoke half as much, right? Right. You would <laughs> think. You would think so. But I don't think that that's necessarily true. Like I, I, I don't smoke a lot. I prefer edibles. 
yet I can smoke an indica and bubble have the same thing and be laid out and he smokes way more than I do. Yeah. I I just got So I don't know. I've gotten myself to the point now where it's not just about, you know, smoking everything to smoke everything. Now it's about like starting to do that with this and go into this and Well you you're know, a connoisseur now. No, I don't think so. <laughs> You but that's where right. I'm you're growing. You're growing so many different strains now. Well, I don't think I'm a. I don't. I wouldn't think I'm a connoisseur. I'm a. I'm a farmer that takes pride in his crop, and uh, everybody, you know, everybody knows we all have bad crops and we all have good crops, right? And that's part of being a farmer, right? That's why we do it. It's just like you know, some days I feel like I'm a, I'm a addicted gambler, because. You know, all right, I'm going to risk it all to see the next card flop. And what happens is in this business, it's like, oh, man, I broke even. All right, let's go on the next one. You know, and then sometimes it's like, oh, I bust. Okay, I've got enough left. Let's do one more. You're talking about like 12%? Oh, yeah, 12%. Yeah, because usually I walk into a room and I'll talk to Eric or I'll talk to Mark or I'll talk to Brian or one of those guys. And they'll be like, look at this plant. And it looks beautiful, and it smells beautiful, and it's crystalled up, and I'll be like, yeah, it's probably 12%. Yeah, that's at 16. But here's the twist that that sucks but is also good about that, right? So so they're growing. I'm not a grower. I don't pretend to be a grower. I mean, like, if you look around, we don't even have houseplants because I I don't. I don't. I can grow four-legged and two-legged things, and I'm pretty good at that. But... um, the part that sucks is that you get into this mindset of anything that isn't in this category, you know, is is good or bad or we shouldn't do it. And and financially, you know, in a viability way for a business, you know, to make money or stay alive or what have you, there are certain things you should do. But then you got to step back a little, you know, zoom out a little because there's... I think I've already said this like 400 times. There's medicine in these plants that is being overlooked or passed by, you know, and it it, it kind of pisses me off a little bit because it's like fuck. Well, we, the, you know, we having have some... the retail gives us that ability to to go forward with some of them strains that are less desirable on the cast market, and you right? can market them. Like and can pet market projects, them, yeah. And can market them where they're where they're good. Educate and, people and say yeah. this one is really good for this. You know, that's the great people thing. People you know, don't want to get that about high with the you on-site know? consumption. There are those people out there. On-site consumption. What's a positive note to on-site consumption? A positive note is is that you can start to educate people right there with like, hey, so this. I know it doesn't have that giant number, but check this out. Let's. You know, we'll do this one and try that on the on-site consumption. And that's how you're going to get people to try those new strains and mm-hmm. be able to promote them and to really educate people on what's going on. Because so many people have cool? taken other mm-hmm. people's words for what's good and then been let down. That when they get a chance right there to try it, that's when they go for it, right? right because or even like the way genetics are working out. Mm-hmm. You just might not even have the right gene to right. make you get high. Or well, it might really fuck you up in a bad way. Yeah. Just genetics. Just, yep. when, when they can, right now, you can you got pump it. your um, 23andMe genetic printout in, and it'll tell you what's the best strains for them and shit. Oh, really? So that's that's um, that's um getting into a different place. You know. When, it, when you know your genetic makeup compared to the cannabinoids that are connect, 
Right. And what's their science behind that prediction, right? I don't understand what, it. I just try to I, read I want to know what their research is and how they got there. It's pretty you know? deep. It's um, but that's cool because yeah. that gives that gives well, it's kind of scary actually because it almost is enough information to be dangerous, but but it's oh, a leaping off point, right? So so you come into a store and you say I have this arthritis, right? And, and it's it's in my history. It's in my my mother has it, my <coughs> grandmother has it, everybody has it, and I have this this rheumatoid arthritis or osteoarthritis or whatever you have. It would be really great, but it probably is good that people can't give medical advice that aren't medical professionals. But it would be optimum. And I think the the fine line is to say, you know, <coughs> perhaps, <laughs> perhaps this terpene or this terpene profile would work for you. The North Pole Refinery is here to provide Alaska with the finest quality CBD available on the market today. They carry a wide range of CBD, oils, tinctures, capsules, patches, edibles, lotion, bath bombs, vape pens, pet tincture, and bulk CBD isolate. The North Pole Refinery is a distributor to these fine locations. Smoking Deals in Fairbanks, Anchorage and Kenai, Nature's Relief, Grass Station 49, All Locations, Wishful Things, Chena Hot Springs, Great Alaska Bud Company, Denali's Cannabis Cash, Uncle Herbs and Homer and Anchorage, The Frost Farm, Relief Alaska, with more locations coming soon. Check them out at www.thenorthbowlrefinery.com. The North Bowl Refinery, bringing you the finest CBD in Alaska. It's like a funny little story about doctors, and, and this is when it first legalized, and I was working for Jean, her father, <clears throat> plowing. I plowed the, the hospitals, I'd be over there at 2, 3 o'clock in the morning, plowing out, so they'd have them opened up, and uh, one day I'd see this doctor coming out, it's like 3 o'clock in the morning, so I'm out of the loader, and I'm, hey, sir, sir, let me ask you a question, are you a doctor? Yeah. <coughs> I said, so, <coughs> recreational we just got passed in the state, like, you know, in the last few weeks. I would like to know your input, like, you know, if it gets passed, would you recommend weed to a patient? And that doctor, he's like, you know, he didn't want to say nothing to me. And then finally, he's like, you know what? He goes, I think I would. He goes, if it was legal for us to. And, and, and me right there just puts it a shame that there's a natural product that could heal a lot of people. That we don't let them And why. they know it. And they know it. Why? Why is that? Well, we know why. Well, yeah. You know, and it's it's all because, you know, it gets it gets political. It gets tied up. Some of the problem with a gun well, saying well, you know, their license. So, so if, you were to, if you were to federally legalize, if you were to federally legalize, let's look at this. If you were federally legalized mm-hmm. cannabis and they stood behind it and knew what it could do. What is the gain and what is to lose? Pharmaceutical companies, money. Big Who insurance else? companies. Who else? Insurance companies. Who else? Law enforcement. Because you know how many people. But they could do. They, they'd always have time to do stuff. I, I think the biggest. Wait, what I was told is that there's over there was over a hundred thousand 
agents, you know, through the lower 48 that are employed just for marijuana. Oh, yeah. Right? Degree stuff. Well, yeah, now that's going to start taking those people out of work, right? Which mm-hmm. are moving them around in the government, right? So I think that... Well, you know, opioids and, and fentanyl is, are helping out with that. Well, yeah. But, it, you know, my thing is, is like right now it's just they're afraid. They're afraid mm-hmm. to pull the trigger. They are. And, you know... Canada did it. It's like, hell yeah, right? Like, here we go. Mexico's following suit. You watch and see. And, and you know, the U.S. is going to hang back. And, you know, Germany is going to end up doing this. It's like, you know, I talk to people that are Germany. all over, man. I, I talked to a guy in Germany that right now they buy 22 and a half kilos every single week out of Canada. And it goes over there. And it's all done. It's all legal. It goes through customs, the whole thing, right? And it's like the U.S. is hold them back on it and it's like when did we become the nation that's afraid to be first when did that happen yeah, you know because of politics big pharma i don't know when it happened yeah. Yeah. i, I can know. tell you when it happened it started in 19- yeah it started with anslinger and it went on to nixon and then friggin reagan and and it was just an absolute political yeah, snafu what happens it's just like it made money. If you were raised for, in another part of the prisons, world, your I mean, food that you would be used to eating and normal to consume Fuck. would taste good to you. Maybe not good to to us, but when you know, and, and as you as you you know, it's getting accustomed to it. And what happens is the people that are in the political places that can make those changes were kids from the Maras that this was beat into, you know, not beat into, but drilled into. Right, perfect example. Do you remember when they said don't eat eggs? And then all of a sudden, one day, there's this big thing eat the incredible edible egg. Right? It's like, yeah, no duh, we've been eating them, you know, since birth. Why wouldn't you eat them? And, and it's the same thing. It's but now the generations that are coming up through that are saying, no, wait, that's wrong, and wanting to stand out are getting into those places to take them seats. I mean, it's like. And the men who hold high places must be the ones who start to mold a new reality closer to the heart, closer to the heart. It's true. I, I shout out, I shout out to, to Brandon Emmett, you know, he's, he's, he's a, you know, he's on it. He's, he did a service that was pinnacle at the setup time here. It was sad to see him to be booted out like that. I, th- I thought it was an unjust on, on mine that, you know, for the the way it happened. If I guess if you do something wrong, but there was never nothing wrong done. It was all positive building. But that, Emmett, Emmett has been a, a really good steward of our industry from its inception you know, till recently, and his still is. I mean, he's still oh, absolutely. I, I, I and, actually think know. he'll be more effective off the board only because he can go on to bigger things. Well, have you seen that he's posting a lot more now, too? Yeah, he's right. guiding the conversation. Yeah, he, he, has the he had limitations on the board. I mean, he couldn't, he couldn't lean one way or another, really, and and stay, um, I don't know what the word would be in that moment, yeah. but you know. It's a, you know, but it's, he, it's, he had he had to tow a certain line on the board, <coughs> and now he's free of that chain, and I think that's good because he's got he's got the knowledge and and the skill set to 
to go bigger, really. I mean, and I think that that, that is good. It's, it, you know, it was unfortunate, whole... and it scared the hell out of everybody. But I, I think in the long run, it's probably better for Emmett and better for the industry. The whole journey he can do this. He can do better and things. The people that bigger you know are, have been met in, in conversations, and I always enjoy talking to Emmett. You know, it's it's always like he answers questions. Well, you know, you know, and it's always just it's there, and and to. From to know it, you know, to meet him in the beginning, it was it's a uh, it's been interesting. It doesn't seem like it's been three years. Mm-hmm. It seems like it started yesterday, but every time we refer to stuff as remember back in the day, it's like three years year, ago. <laughs> sometimes it's even last year. It's like you know this this market evolves so fast. Hey, thank you for joining us on Far North Tokers. You can find more episodes of this time capsule of Alaskan cannabis on SoundCloud and iTunes. Check us out on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Send questions and comments to midtoker at farnorthtokers.com. M-I-D-T-O-K-E-R at farnorthtokers.com. And now, Patreon. Help support the show financially at patreon.com slash midtoker. Here's Token. I had problems with glaucoma, but then I got high. Smelled the cannabis aroma, and I got high. Glaucoma getting better, I know why. Yeah, yeah, because I got high. Because I got high. Because I got high. I used to smoke cigarettes, but then I got high. Getting tired and call it quits, but then I got high. I'm playing basketball and jogging, and I know why. Yeah, yeah, because I got high, because I got high, because I got high. I used to drink beer and wine, but then I got high. I woke up feeling fine, because I'm high. Xanax, but then I got high. No more prescription pills, and I know why. Yeah, because I got high, because I got high, because I got high. State made revenue because I got high. They built a school or two because I got high. Now the state can fund or two. And I know why, yeah, yeah, because I got high, because I got high, because I got high. No more criminal tracks if it's legalized. I don't have to buy from gangbangers shooting craps if it's legalized. I can advocate with the masses, and I know why, yeah, yeah, it's legalized. Legalized, it's legalized. Thank you, Valor Measure 2! Woohoo!